Yeah, maybe oh, it's yeah. worth having the speakers. At least uh, the fly swatter. Uh, you're close. Did I get it? I you stunned him. You stunned him. Oh. Oh, no, He'll come back to life. I think I got him. I think I wounded him. But he has friends. Tell your friends. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cue music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> back with another episode of Magnolia House podcast. podcast. <laughs> this is another Great episode intro, of Magnolia House. This is, this is another episode of Magnolia House. I'm really bad at intros. I'm Alex Fleur, Alex whatever, soon to be uh, with Tony as usual. And today we're with uh, Steve Holler. And which which camera do I look at? You can look at whatever camera you want to look at. Your camera's up there. <laughs> Uh, well, Steve is here visiting me and my partner and our little one from Virginia. Who from can hear in the background? Virginia. You can probably hear Ira as, as we do this episode, which is great. Um, but yes, Steve is from initially from New York, yes. born in New York, uh, Staten Island, right? Yes. And lived in New York for th- over 30 years. Yes, but I had a four-year sojourn to um, Massachusetts, uh, Lynn, Mass., uh, my father was uh, was uh, transferred uh, with his job. He was a baker uh, okay. with the A and P, but uh, he was such so good at his job uh, that the management wanted him to set up um, have like a little tutorial. Uh, at their headquarters in in Massachusetts. Gotcha. So this is when you were a kid. Yeah. yeah well, okay. no, when I was fourteen. Years. Oh, okay. 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 So uh, for four years, and uh, so. My home teams are the Red Sox and the Bruins. Uh, I'm a passionate uh, fans. That makes more sense because I thought it was a straight just like you hate the Yankees or that. Okay, that was my last <laughs> one. There's some Sorry. sound effects here. In I, the I, I thought it was just that like you wanted to be a, what, no. they, what do they call uh, somebody who just is always antagonistic toward Groupies. folks yeah. around them? You know, like you just like to, because you live you're from New York. Oh. Maybe just manufacture stories. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you hated because isn't it the the rivalry between Red Sox and Yankees, right? Oh, I hate the Yankees. <laughs> but you you're from New York, which is funny. Yeah, and it, the funny thing is, my father's from the Bronx, and he was a diehard uh, Yankee fan. But you know, the old time Yankee fans, uh, Yankees, uh, Mickey Mantle, um, gotcha, uh, Tom Trash, those those guys. And now they're just a terrible team, right? Well, no, they, they are the no, evil no, empire. No, and they, aren't they just the, the team that buys all the good players? Yes, so and really you know good. the Red Sox can be. Um, can, isn't that what you do? That's what you do when you have money. And the Red Sox uh, are following suit, but uh, in a different way. Well, also I feel like teams probably and you probably know more because you're into baseball, and Tony and I aren't really big sports people. But like, I feel like the the nice hometown thing to do is like get somebody when they're a rookie right and mm, then like yeah. they mature and then, and then they, and, and then they become <laughs> yeah, the like you know the star of your team yeah, you know yeah. like Ichiro was for the Mariners yeah. oh, but like yeah. I feel like even like Alex Rodriguez or I don't know who else the Yankees bought from Seattle but just like yeah. the t- the people get really good and then the Yankees buy their contracts out and do you think that was like I know nothing about sports <laughs> how they build a rod that's like get good enough and you too could one day date Jennifer Lopez <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the contract I think, yeah. they, I think they've since split up yeah oh, really? now, now she's back with Ben Affleck yeah, crazy you haven't heard about that 
No, I do not. People are going the the tabloid <laughs> the tabloid stuff. I do not. What do they call the, the yeah? Ben Benifer Benifer. Yeah, Benifer. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the original. Benifer's uh, back together. One of the original washing of the names. Yeah, couple I don't know. name things. Uh, but I don't know how people are so into that. And they know like all the drama of like movie stars and stuff. Yeah, I saw I this one thing that said. My serotonin boost has worn off with a benefer. Now I need to see Jen and Brad back together. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like these are people living their own lives out <laughs> yeah, there. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, guys do that with sports. Uh, they live vicariously through their um, sports heroes. Yeah. And they go to um, sports venues with jerseys, mm-hmm. yeah. very expensive jerseys, with their the name of their favorite player and they seem to inhabit that personality when they're at baseball games yeah so uh you know men are guilty hmm. it's like well, bands i you know? like band uh i don't know is it okay i guess i guess the like the sports and the music thing is i feel like it's different because like there's like a it's like if, it's it's like if you were like a diehard Ben Affleck fan and mm-hmm. you just love to go see his movies and were like a big fan of Ben Affleck. I think mm-hmm. that's like being a sports fan or a music fan, but like being interested in their personal life oh, and yeah. like and like just indulging in the drama. You know what I don't is like get a little different about being a fan of a team. Hmm. It makes no sense because the teams, after what ten years, entirely new people, entirely different makeup. Sure. So it's just like my my side good, your side bad. It mm. makes no sense. Like it's just yeah. like territorial. Well, what do you well, say? What do you say is, that, sports is just highly testosterone driven. Yeah. So uh, when you get involved with a team uh, that you ascribe your personality with, uh, that becomes an issue, you know. Uh, but I prefer. To think of myself as an old sports uh, fan, like baseball fan, because uh, I, I was discussing that with you, um, Alex, earlier. Um, I enjoy the strategy aspect of baseball, mm-hmm. the small ball that is not currently being used uh, very much. In fact, these baseball plays don't, most of them, a majority don't know how to bunt, uh, to sacrifice mm-hmm. bunt. And that's an integral part of small ball. A sacrifice, fly, double right. stealing, hit and run. Well, that's yeah. what I'm interested. That's a good point. Yeah, because you would, you said that you don't like the like kind of the big star mentality of like you know the home run hitters Knock it and out whatnot. Of the park every time. Strike so, out or a home run. In that yeah. case, you're not fall like even if you know the the star of your team went to a different team, it's not about that person, yes. right? It's and the coaches it's, are actually probably more consistent over time, right? Mm-hmm. The the coaches, managers, the and just the I'm sure every team has their like style of play. Like the A's yeah. are uh, small market, small payroll, and they do play small ball mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out of necessity. Sure. And they yeah. groom their own talent. Wait, from what, the is, minor what is small ball? Uh, as I said, advancing, uh, uh, sacrifice bunting, mm-hmm. sacrifice flies to advance uh, base runners to, sacrifice to home. It's like strategic small plays. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like okay. if, it's like if uh, I feel like the, the corollary in like nba would be like uh, the fundamentals mm, okay know? different yeah. like a zone defense or right. yeah. a different so as uh, opposed to like one person trying to always score it's like making sure you're playing as a team yeah. and you're doing the plays right and yeah all that business well this is really weird because we don't we don't talk about sports <laughs> at all <laughs> we sorry. never talk about sports. Out of my depth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what do we we're just asking questions <laughs> might as well be but, talking but, about astrophysics but, but, like see, i know nothing about one more sports. thing about baseball is that it connects me to the child 
inside. Oh, of yeah. Sure, I can see Because I yeah. love baseball uh, growing up. Yeah. And uh, I was taught fundamentals uh, in high school. And uh, so it connects me to yeah. uh, the, the child inside. Yeah. And, and to get back to what you were saying, I think like the way I've kind of seen and understood sports in general and, and you know, baseball, obviously, and stuff like that is that. Um, I mean, it is a little bit of tribalism for sure, but it always seems like that's a, the word more of yeah. like a cooperative, like, yes, you know, I could understand like people com- being a fan of a team. Of if like the team had the same coach for like 25 sure. years or something, cause then but, you, you're, you're a fan of how the, the team is put together. Right. But like, if again, it's like the, the team members are, are cycled out every X amount of years. How can yeah. you be a fan of a team for forty but it, years? But it's also it's, just the completely different team from start to finish. Honestly, these days in like the whole digital like like world we live in, like how people like rarely are connected to the place they live. Like I feel like mm. that's just, it's like a last vestige of like local yeah. culture, you know. Then, but what is, like, how does that explain being a fan of a team from that's not your? That's what I don't understand as much when, especially if you haven't lived there well, ever. So and, so. Maybe I can shed some light. Uh, there are core players on the good teams mm-hmm. that can afford their payroll, uh, and they retain those core players, the superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have auxiliary players to complement them uh, that come and go. But okay. the core players that you can identify with, generally, and there are many that actually retire with the same club that they started right. with. That, any, they, oh, yeah. that, that they started yes, with? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Which I feel like is what you, you want. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. like, uh, I do feel like that's, like that's something that's different than like, but look, yeah. I, I think of the analogy to um, the way people describe the way corporations used to be, like comp- big companies used yes. to be, is like they used to like have their headquarters or they'd be, they have their factory in a specific city and they'd be mm-hmm. very much a fixture mm-hmm. of that city. So they would feel like they want to contribute to, you know, the local community and the local culture and like help buoy the city. The up. antithesis of Detroit. Well, well, I mean, well, but the, what was it? That was their Ford or GM or whoever was there yeah. before. Like that, that was the big part of yeah. there. And until, I feel like. Until they were like, fuck you guys. Well, we're yeah. going overseas. But then, yeah, once nowadays that companies are so big, they almost don't have a hometown anymore. Yeah. Right. So it's like they don't really care about any particular community at all. But. When you're a big star on a, on a baseball team, like you have to live in the city that you play yeah. in, right? So you probably are more connected to the city you're at. And there is like this connection of like, this person lives where I live. And like, mm-hmm. they probably care about the city because they live here, right? You know, and it's like part of the, their yeah. culture too. So, so in my father's time, it, it, he was a very attached to a union. And that uh, was the lifeblood of corporations to have unionized members who... Mm-hmm. who actually had that loyalty to the corporation because right. the corporation had uh, loyalty to their right. workers yeah. through the unions. Sure. Yeah. And then, of course, now the unions have been weakened. I would dare say there's maybe 20% of the work population, labor force, are unionized, if that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's unhealthy for the ecosystem of companies to have a weakened labor force because it's just like... I feel like that having that kind of loyalty, the positive interaction with the community, it, it restricts the company from growing too large, which I feel like is where it gets can be dangerous. I mean, a large company, a large corporation obviously can make more money, but it doesn't really do good. It doesn't it's not good for the ecosystem. It creates yeah. a very unstable, mm-hmm. unbalanced uh, situation. Amazon. Amazon. They start peeing in bottles. Look, look um, my father's pension was not driven by Wall Street. It was yeah. driven by the corporation who contributed 
to mm. his welfare after he retired. I feel like pensions are like unheard of in companies these days. And like, I feel like I really don't know what a pension is. What is that like? If you, it's basically, if you finish a span of time, you get a bonus. Yeah. Well, like, it's basically well, like em- you, employer uh, retirement fund. Mm, so like if you work uh, long enough with the company, they basically pay your retirement. How many companies even do that? Now? Not anymore. Yeah. Like, cause they're like, they're trying to get people in and out or yeah. it's just all cogs. You know, the thing that's replaced the old, format of of uh companies contributing to pensions Com- companies still do but to a to a lesser degree whereas uh i will contribute certain f- uh monies mm-hmm. from my paycheck into my pension and it will be uh, enhanced by the wall by yeah. wall street right through oh, stocks and through bonds fund, right? that's a regular that seems fund. pretty volatile yes it yeah. is and i can have I can adjust it to where it's it's low uh, less, low stress low to a high stress, yeah. mm-hmm. high risk. Right? Ah, but then you can risk losing all of it. Well, you? The, yeah. early on in your employment, you would want higher risk because you're going to mm. uh, work so many years. Yeah. But as you, as as I approach retirement, uh, the last three or four years, I went more conservative into a middle risk. How long have you had it? I had close to. Well, I had 28 years. Wow. Wait, so How long has Wall Street been going With UVA, on? actually, UVA. Uh, I don't even know. Probably the early 50s? I bet since 50s. the 19th century, sometime. I don't, I don't uh, know the history of Wall Street at all, but... Of course, my pension uh, suffered blows because of 9-11, mm. uh, because of the financial meltdown. Probably 08. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, big hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Where my father would not have suffered... Hmm. His pension would have been steady and yeah. guaranteed. Gotcha. Yeah, because it was based off the company he yes. worked for. Yeah. Yes. So you worked for UVA, University of Virginia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Medical so they, Center. So they you did ha- you do have a pension with? Them. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Also, you can have multiple uh, through through uh, Fidelity. They're a pub public university. Uh yeah. Well, state state. Yeah. It's a state university. Right, right, yeah. Because I get a state enhancement uh, pension as well. Okay. Yeah. My dad worked at the local community college and i think he has some retirement yes. type pension thing because but it's a that's the city it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a lower amount yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah. is he officially retired he is officially retired yeah. what about yeah. when when do you think your mom will um eh, probably probably another she's a bit more years. active and yeah she likes to be out and like she really needs to be part of the i, I yeah. think i get that from her like wanting to still be active just and part be. of the community and she enjoys working and working with people plus what's the age like is that. there much of an age difference uh, my mom is, she was born in 59, so she's 60, wait, no, 61? What about your dad? 62? Hold on. How's math working right now? Bro, don't even ask me. <laughs> 62. 69, 79, 89, 09, 19. Wait. 62. <laughs> I just trust Where's myself. the abacus? <laughs> 89, 99, We, we get a calculation 19. That. <laughs> so that's 50. What the fuck, man? Uh, We're going to edit that shit out. I <laughs> look like 60s. a moron. How about early 60s? Is that? Early. 62. Okay. So actually, she's not even at retirement age, I guess. Oh, okay. Probably. Jesus. But back in the day, wasn't retirement age like 55? Yeah, but life expectancy is... Yeah. It's 62, I, I believe. Now it's, it's 66 for full. Now retirement, right. retirement. is 98. Well, actually, here's the thing. <laughs> After 54, I was born in 54, which I'm, uh, you know... Yeah, yeah. I need an abacus myself. Uh, <laughs> but uh, after fifty four, I don't every, even know how to use an abacus. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> after fifty four, get this. 
uh, they add two months for every year after 54 to, for full retirement. Really? So for me, it was 66. But for someone who lived, uh, was born in 55, it would be 66 and two months and then, and then two months so thereafter. The, the more recently you were born, the older you have to be. Yes. Huh. Which is at a certain point, it's got a cap, though, right? Because ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is that uh, the funds are dwindling, and that's why uh, they they're going up with age for a full retirement. Actually, now when you die, they convert your body into fossil fuel, so you can still keep working after you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, robbing of the funds from uh, yeah. yeah from politicians. Yeah. Well, so what, what was your first job? My first job was uh, in a nursing home uh, as a. Um, oh, you came for full circle. A, a porter. I, I swept <laughs> kind of. Well, he, he works in. No, well, I mean, with the, what he you, does. You've no, always recently. worked in like healthcare. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I, this was when I was Jesus. in school. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what I meant. I always had a, a part time job in uh, either a nursing home or, or a medical center uh, doing various things. But from a porter to an orderly, which is now a um, nursing assistant. Um, a, a patient, um, I've, I, the new terminology eludes me. Mm. But uh, and then uh, I was a rehab uh, aide uh, at a, a Staten Island hospital when I was, as I was still going to school. So I had a, a lot of different jobs. Okay, because I was in and out of different programs at school. So how old do you think you were with your first job? Uh, Eighteen? No, 18. seventeen. Oh, okay. seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, I think my first job was a taco truck. Lonnie here. Oh, let's take oh. a quick break. Then. Taking a break. I'm sure we, I'm sure we can jump back from Mama Fry. Um, but yeah, let's jump back into it. So you were. Uh, I've I've been thinking. Sorry to yep. cut this up. Yeah. I I I think I've brought this up to you before. I think it would be cool to do fake sponsors, or Ooh. or something like this episode is brought to you by anxiety. Is it easy for you to go to sleep at night? Well, not anymore because anxiety. <laughs> like, <laughs> You should write those. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, did you watch, you watch Atlanta, right? Yeah. The one episode oh, that Donald Glover actually writes. Or I, I think, think he wrote all of them. I don't think he wrote all. I think his brother wrote. Oh. But, uh, the, or maybe it's the one he directs. Maybe it's the one oh, he directs. Okay. Um, so is the, is the like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, there's like an interview. It's like a, kind of like almost like behind the actor's studio type thing where the, the guy plays, I forget the name of the rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yoohoo one? No, they do like a Swisher Sweet ad, and they oh. do like a, some car ad. Yeah, but like it's very like it's kind of a little com- like it's, it's much more comedic than the rest of the episodes. Yeah. I feel yeah. like because all the ads are like parodies of. Them. Yeah, uh-huh. but you should write them, and we could do it. Yeah, I think because that'd, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to do. Great yeah. salute to skit comedy. Yeah. in the with with the interlude coming yeah. out of the interlude. Yeah. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, it would be fun, and we, we could have you, imagery yeah. to back it up. Like you know how like uh, John Oliver has like when he does jokes, it like brings up an mm-hmm. image. Yeah, we yeah. could just edit the image in and i could also reach out to my friend and see if he'd be willing to do an animation for one of them oh i mean like he would do yeah. a really like crappy one but Crude i think it'd still be yeah. fun yeah um, yeah and tony you have a but you'd have to write them you yeah, have a comedic okay. bent so uh that would Slide. be right up your alley <laughs> yeah. he it would, says, it would he be says he's like it's typical for musicians to want to be comedians yeah I, the, I, comedians always say musicians want to be comedians and comedians want to be musicians yeah so have you ever done any stand-up? No, I think I'm going to do stand-up before my 28th birthday. Do it. Because a, lot of, do a it. lot of stand-ups say that like the absolute cutoff point for starting comedy, if you want to make it. Uh-huh. Like anybody can just do it for fun. Right. But like if you want to do career, to like 
27 is old. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Most people start at like 20. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure, sure. Chappelle at 15. Wow. Yeah. That, that's why he's a legend. 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Seinfeld said that he was good from the start. And he's like, I, I don't mean to boast, but he was like, really? it was pretty much, I knew this was what I was doing. I thought he had his growing pains. Huh. Well, he said at first he was batting 500. He said like, good show, bad show, good show, bad show. Mm. Which for most comedians, it's like, bad show, bad show, bad show, bad show, bad show. Okay show, bad show, bad show, bad show. Like, yes. yeah. Um, which is what I'm going to be expecting. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's performance. It's such a performance. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's yeah. rough. So. It's uh, pursuing your dream. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think you should do it, dude. I yeah. completely support you. And I also want to try getting on stage. The song I put together for the live, um, I think that's going to be the first song that I try to learn how to loop it live and play Ooh. it live. Because um, I'm, I'm going to have to learn how to actually play that guitar part because it's just a sample. Mm-hmm. But it's very simple. Um, and I think that would be fun. Because I, I, I think I told you this. My dad has been playing live shows since he was like 14 or 15. Mm, and I've never played a live show. Well, yeah. And he, the, my uncles in a band made like 30 grand in a year once. Yeah, you tell me that. Like Crazy. just playing as teenagers. And I've never played a fucking live show once. And that's yeah, you stupid. Yeah, you need to do that, especially yeah. as a musician. Like, and I feel like you always get caught up in like making it perfect. Yeah. yeah. And like being like ready to just do, like yeah. do it like in some real professional stupid. manner. And I think it's yeah. just... So much of art is just doing just leaning it into without it. it. It's like what David Cho says. It's like, just do it. Yeah. Like, nobody's stopping you. Yeah. There's so many avenues. And there's and no, the only limitations are the ones you impose on yourself. Because honestly, I the thing that motivates, not motiv- I, the thing that I, that I see that like, like, really is like, why am I not doing more? Is like when I see somebody who I'm like, is like earlier in their process than I am mm-hmm. and like is doing more things. And I'm like, why am I holding myself back? Like there are people out there yeah. that like are just like just starting out, but who are like so much more just like getting it done. Fire under them. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's just like, I'm like, man, like I, I could have been doing it. Like again, like I've been doing this for like five years yeah. and like now I'm just like waiting for something that's not like nobody's, yeah, nobody's going to gonna make me do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard this thing that probably applies to art, but I was listening, I've been listening to this mind pump podcast. It's like a physical fitness podcast, but they said that consistency is always the key for anything. And they said, an inconsistent, amazing performance or workout was what they said, will always be a, a, a consistent, okay performance right. will always outwork uh, an amazing, amazing, inconsistent yeah. one. Uh, I yeah. butchered that, but totally. you yeah. get the structure you get the, is very yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're if even if you're imperfect and you're just doing it all the time, you'll get there eventually. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, you have to believe in yourself and. Yeah. Uh, overcome all those obstacles that are will be in your way yeah and people or the naysayers or are just hard to get a booking yeah. because of maybe your prior reputation precedes you but it's just about your your drive yeah. it has yeah. to be your drive yeah. yeah and that's what i'm suffering i had so much drive when i was younger like infinite drive yeah and now i'm just like petering <laughs> well i think it's like again like it's like life gets in the way so much you know, and stress like, of just like you know bills and just everyday crap yeah right that yeah. just builds and builds and builds whereas you know sometimes uh it gets to you yeah you when you're young long. You yes. don't have much bouncing around in your brain other than right. what do I want to do today? Right. And think, the older you get, you know, think list, how lists we, and lists. How we start out the young people, which I can say young people now, uh, 
after uh, graduating from college or universities yeah. with tremendous debt. Mm, How yeah. to overcome that? That's depressing to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, that has to change. How much are we putting a dampener on their, oh, yeah. their drive by like settling them with $40,000, like, $100,000? I think millennials catch a lot of shit for not being super productive. Or I don't know what the whole, yeah. I don't know what the like older generation says about the millennial generation. Yeah. But like, I think there, there, there was like some weight put on in expectation and then later in like just burden yeah. of debt and like. Well, it's also, you see those memes it's like, where it's like, uh, back in my day, I had a house by the time I was 28 or something. It's like, yeah, Rebecca, that's when rent was like 28 cents a month. Right. It's like, I mean, that's an extreme exaggeration. Sure, sure, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's, yeah. it's not only a different economy, it's a different situation. And we were set up differently. I, again, I, yeah. I feel like I just kind of got the kind of shit end of it because yeah. it's like there was just this there's this promise out there that if you just went to school everything would be okay yeah and like i don't think that that's true i think again it's it like it can be true it can be but right rare for the lucky but, ones. yeah and it's it's as much of a lottery as it is either the lucky ones like or the really hardworking ones like insane work ethic right um yeah. but here's a question your parents i've I've always been told yeah. well from like people like robert reich do you guys know who that guy is yes sure um, I don't. he former labor secretary for like oh. clinton yeah for bill clinton yeah. Wow. yeah okay um he's a super smart guy but very 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 liberal um but i like him a lot yeah. um, but he said back in his day uh it could be a single parent income that could mm-hmm. buy yes. the house buy the car put their kids in school support My everything parents. that's what i was gonna ask were your parents in yes. that kind of situation yes uh my mother was uh, a stay-at-home uh, yeah. mom until she wanted to actually get out of the household and, and work for herself, yeah. but uh, not because she had to. My father could uh, support all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we rented, but w- we lived in my grandparents' house. Yeah. So it was, a, you know, it was that nuclear family structure mm-hmm. way back when, when uh, households uh, really stayed together. Yeah. Uh, I knew my grandmother and grandfather intimately because they lived in the same house. They played with me. They, I, I lived with them. I, 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 I knew nothing but having them around, mm. and that was great for my, uh, for my upbringing. Wow, nice. uh, Yeah, it's always interesting for me to think about. So I'm always trying to understand kind of this narrative view of where society and where people are at. And like, obviously, I only have my own experience. And like, I don't know if you can shed some light or obviously, I, even talking with Tony, I get a different perspective, obviously, because mm-hmm. you had a different upbringing. But I do feel like there's this tension between the so-called like dream of success and the whole American dream and mm-hmm. then the like your community and the people around you and your family and things like that of like trying to go off and be successful, but also yeah. like somehow honoring family and being nearby and i think there's a dissonance and i don't know from your perspective if you saw something like that unravel over time or i'm obviously just getting a snapshot of it now but i think it just evolved Hmm. that way because uh people are just uh mobile more mobile than ever before Hmm. uh and it's been accepted uh with that with this without culture without uh you know without just the way we are right now uh, it's evolved definitely over time since uh, I am a boomer, uh, definitely a <laughs> boomer generation. And um, I can tell you about the the, the stress or sometimes the um, tension I receive from 
millennials or even uh, huh. younger uh, people uh, with, uh, you know, with patients wise, uh, if I'm interacting uh, with them for any purpose, whether it be uh, business or uh, even in the hospital, um, the younger generation, the millennials and, and under uh, that I worked with, um, sort of had less patience oh, yeah. with mm. with uh, someone my age. And, you know, the rolling of eyes. They wouldn't say anything, but the rolling of the eyes uh, gives you away. Right here. Was it? <laughs> you know, was it was definitely. It, was no, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the body language. Yeah. So crucial. I mean, you can yeah. interpret sure. people's yeah. uh, motives. Was it just with the, like, amount of time it took to do something? Or, yes. like, the and, way you would and, phrase things? And or? not really appreciate my experience level. Yeah. Uh, that I could add to uh, the situation that was uh, arising. Um, and even doctors, uh, mm. definitely mm. Uh, young, young my doctors. interaction with doctors, because they know it all. Yeah. And the younger uh, doctors, the interns, the residents, um, mm. when I had valid reasons for not to do a, uh, a certain patient modality, mm -hmm. that it would not help, and it might actually, in the long run, uh, not benefit the patient, they didn't want to hear it. Yeah. And so I would have to go around them hmm. and actually uh, not do and a modality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it was not beneficial or it could actually harm the patient. Yeah. Right. So, and then if I had got into a confrontation, uh, I'm always wrong. Yeah. Right. They have the authority. Yeah. 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 They have In the authority. Yeah. Also, they have Google on their side. I mean, Everybody's got yeah. Google on their side. But you know, Google's but, on everybody's side, didn't no, you? Know? but it's like it's like every a lot of people I feel like our age feel like they know everything because they can just be like quick Google search and be like you're but, wrong. Right. You know? Here's the interesting yeah. thing, though. I had much more uh, positive interactions with female residents, female mm -hmm. doctors. Uh, they were more uh, bent to listen to me and my experience level, mm -hmm. and and actually listen and not uh, just dismiss me. Uh, and now the medical profession is fairly 50-50 yeah. as to male uh, and female. Which is yeah. different than in yes, the past. Yes, much different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was so lopsided. Ever since it was the so broad male started oriented. working. <laughs> it was so male-oriented. Like anything else, very male-oriented. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but yeah. now it's uh, quite a balance. Well, yeah, definitely what I hear you saying is that probably, I would guess, that media and technology has affected the way younger people think and there. I mean, I bet there is always a, an authority struggle between younger and older. Uh, I had it with my parents. My yeah, most definitely. Young people think they know what it's like now, and thinking old knowledge is outdated. But but the, especially the patience thing you're talking about, not having as much patience yeah. with other people, I think is definitely probably well, a just listening and, and lending credibility to what I have to offer, right. or even just. I mean, I I would say maybe across the spectrum of age these days, there's a less there's less of a regard for a like specific authority because there's so many authority figures and like people with opinions out there, right? So it's like, oh, I don't have to listen to you because I disagree with your opinion. So I, I have a different authority figure that tells me something else. So right? are you like, bringing in social media into the pro uh, the problem? Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. But also that I think that's something that's said a lot about our generation mm -hmm. and who was the first digital generation. I mean, mm -hmm. we grew yeah. up when tech, like, the internet was really like yeah. you know raging so i think i think we have a little bit of like what it was mm -hmm. like before 
mm-hmm. you know, because we saw like, you know, things like YouTube and Facebook and stuff start, which is different than Gen Z. And Gen Z is like, they just grew up with I'm that. so grateful for the internet and like just YouTube. Like we wouldn't have podcasts without all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was a beautiful simplicity to life yes. before the internet. Most definitely. I can remember uh, not growing up with um, with computers. Yeah. And so it was just an adjunct to my life. It is not the end all or be all. Yeah. It is not right. my life. So yeah. I enjoy reading a book yeah. and not a Kindle. And uh, I certainly uh, make that distinction. I, I need the visceral feeling of a book in my hand. Plus, you're, not, hmm. you're probably not like every second... Any no. second that I'm bored, it's Instagram. Nope. Right. Pull that up or put on a podcast. Right. Or listen. But that's called an addiction. Oh, straight yes. up. Yes. It's an addiction. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like impulse, like right. compulsive. It's like, yes. I have to do this. Right. And, and I don't yeah. have that. Yeah. That is totally <laughs> and, alienating my DNA. But it's interesting because probably most people our age, unless you have serious self-control, have fallen into that trap. Probably not you yeah, so well, much. And it's and, normalized, though. It's yeah. very normal yeah, yeah, for that yeah. to be the case. Like, yeah, even hanging with people or anything, even if you're hanging with people you're enjoying the company with, there's a lull or there's anything. Yeah, any, it's just like, uh, the slightest yeah, lull. I feel, like, that, I feel that tug for sure all the yeah. time. And yeah it, but it's like somebody was i think it was a comedian or something but like let yourself fucking be bored for a little bit mm-hmm. like what is that doing to your psyche having to always be entertained by some form of media yeah you know how's this i'm certainly now getting deeper and deeper involved with my own meditation with my own mm-hmm. connection with myself mm-hmm. and that is so important to me yeah and 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 being connected to the universe uh and i had that to a degree when I was younger, mm-hmm. because I had met uh, a very important person in my life, who Phyllis, mushrooms. who was, <laughs> no, well, who taught me uh, meditation and relaxation yeah. techniques as part of my therapy for um, various uh, things I was going through when yeah. I was younger. Hmm. Um, I think, who, it might have been Sam Harris's wife, somebody is teaching, uh, like, five-year-olds meditation oh yeah i think I, honestly honestly working with kids yeah. these Perfect. days like that's pretty that's like not uncommon in school to teach mindfulness yeah. and things yeah like mindfulness that. that's what um, yeah. which i think is great but that's such an underutilized tool like yeah. to be able to center yourself and and feel your emotions in, in any given moment and actually right, as a love kid. yourself yeah oh, and allow that and yeah. not in a a very self-centered way but yeah. in a very exactly. universal way exactly. yeah. yeah which but, Gives grounds me yeah. tremendously. I I do feel like that's what figures like um, Mr. Rogers was doing. Oh man, this yeah. like kind of like yes. love, like everybody's valid, accepting, and it. I think it got demonized for some people as like this like uh, coddling type, yeah, like thing. Where I feel like it's hard to. It was, he did have a very good. He did a very great job of like lowering your RPMs, like slowing you down, right, and just like just be here. This right. is what we're doing, taking off our shoes, singing a little song. Even right. transitions to different skits in during the show was was very premeditated, mm-hmm. very slow yeah. meandering. Yeah. Well, it was very counter to, I think what he saw was like the rise of cartoons and like kids shows and mm-hmm. things like that. He wanted something that was alternative and it did touch a chord for a lot of yeah. things. But I mean, it was, again, it was something that was carried by but public broadcasting. And it was mm-hmm. something that I think we as a society saw a value in that we like yeah. put effort into. And then it really did connect with kids, but it was spread by people seeing a value in it. Yeah. Where I, as and I, I feel, honestly, I feel like with media now, it's like 
there is nobody being like, what would be good yeah. for people? It's like, a, what will make money or what, what, we will, get, what, will, what will get throats. popular? Yeah. yeah, Clementine and I talk all the yeah. time about Ratings. how a big part of capitalism is manufacturing needs as yeah. much as it is manufacturing items How can we products. get these people hooked? How can we get people to want what we have? Yeah. Like yeah. for no reason, yeah. except that we can sell it to them. Yeah. We're a consumer-based society. Yeah. Where we buy. Right. And, and not manufacture. And, and again, that's not a bad thing, generally speaking, like, because obviously people want things and they, mm. I don't know, it's kind of all distractions, but I think the dangerous thing with the technology stuff like we were just talking about is like, these are companies that are not vying for you to buy things of theirs. They're trying to take time from you. Yeah. They're trying to take up all your time. Well, it's so like, that you, and then, so you stop living. Almost like Pavlovian, like notifications, yeah. like right. what can like, bling, hey, pay attention to me, pay right. attention to me, pay attention to me. Right. And don't you think there's subliminal messages in our commercials? Uh, oh, well, I mean, yeah. beyond that, there's so many manipulation Smoke. tactics. <laughs> there's so many manipulation tactics. Buy this product yeah. Smoke. over another, yeah. uh, over our competitors. Sure. Um, Are you smoking yet? Almost. But you know, it has a similar vibe to Mr. Rogers as Bob Ross. Yeah. Very good at totally. slowing you down. Again, I think someone else who was on PBS at yes. the time or something like PBS, that. PBS, definitely. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Totally PBS. Yes, because his show would not survive anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I feel like we need more people like Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross, chilling us out. Like they're out there. Did did uh, Fred Rogers precede Sesame Street? He um, was there before Sesame yeah, Street. Yeah, definitely. Because, Sesame Street's pretty old. Well, Sesame Street was like Jim Henson, who was like big in the eighties, right? The original Sesame Street, they just get like oh, seventies. We're talking frogs about. And, we're talking about okay. early seventies. <laughs> you 70s. got it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sesame Street. I missed the. I don't know the the, 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 the beginning. I feel like Mister Rogers was like sixties, if not earlier. Seventies, early seventies. And I don't know about the well, I don't know, my 60s. sister was into Miss Rogers. If Liam, so. our production assistant, wasn't so fucking lazy, we'd <laughs> be know, able we to could look get, this up. get yeah. some information. But well, we can Google it. You know? <laughs> Google it. You, know, <laughs> you know what? Somebody, one of the kids said to me I worked with that I've been really throwing around in my brain is um, I was talking with him about something and and then I was like, we had, he had a question. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. Like, oh, let me look it up real quick. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow, you're such an adult looking up everything. <laughs> and I was like, is that an adult thing to do? For me, it's an like obsessive, compulsive kind of thing that right. I have to. If, if, I'm, if somebody asks me a question or I'm just thinking of something I don't know, I have to immediately look it up to like, just so I know the right. definitive answer. But it's interesting that a kid would feel like that's not an instinct. That's not an instinct for them. Right? I feel like it's yeah. such an instinct for me, at least. I well, their like, kid will probably just have a chip in their brain and be like... <laughs> so so my Google when I was growing up was a library. It mm. was the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> uh, it was the dictionary. Yeah. I, I remember reading the dictionary because I was, in, uh, I was so entertained by words and mm. word origins. That was a punishment for me. Reading the dictionary? Uh, yeah. For real? Are you yeah. being serious? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. My stepmom, if you <laughs> messed that's up like, something, that's like making reading a punishment. It's like, <laughs> what kind of, the, yeah, what, but is that, how, what does that instill but, in you? But, but there's a difference between reading a book you're interested in and just reading definitions of words. Like, the Greek uh, and uh, root uh, <laughs> origins of words enthralled by it. Huh. Yeah. And enhancing my vocabulary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. That's, so. um, 
Yeah, there is something magical though to go into a library, chilling out, looking at books. For it sure, is, it is nice. It's been a bummer that it's been closed for pandemics. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked to take Ira to the library when. Yeah, we that's a very old. fun memory. As Reading, a kid. me too. Same. Yeah. yeah, my mom yeah. used to take me to the library all the time. And yeah, spend Saturday there. They have something. great children's uh, story uh, uh, reading. Uh, yeah, but uh, they they choose some pretty dark ones. <laughs> Who you two? Oh, we do. Yeah, you read the Fate <laughs> of Fausto. Yeah. Did you like that one? <laughs> um. That the was, motherfucker just dies at the end. But, <laughs> it's but, a fable. But, but for a good reason. I was just yeah, thinking about yeah. it. I actually just read that to Ira today again. Because you read it yesterday. It's a good so moral. It's, I, I think it's yeah. really good. I don't yeah. know. It, it, it kind of like jars you a little bit. Definitely when we first read it too. It was yeah. kind of jarring. But it's like. <laughs> Clearly well. nobody read that to Jeff Bezos. Because that right. is exactly. straight up him. Sure. And maybe one day. He'll die in his fucking rocket ship. I think there's a lot of <laughs> allegories to a lot of different things. Yeah, business yeah. and just uh, our yeah. like hold over the, the earth and yeah. climate change stuff too. But. Yeah, like climate change denies. Like it, it's not existing because we don't want it to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not profitable for us sure. to, to acknowledge it or do anything yeah. about it. Well, I think it. it's it's this interesting mix of hubris and like this acceptance that we are insignificant in a way because it's like there's no way we could be doing anything mm-hmm. to the earth. But, but I also, don't even like, think that's really so the yeah. biggest issue. I would say, and I could definitely be wrong about this, but I think most people agree it's an issue. But I think the people who actually are in power and have the ability to make the change, it's a very small percentage of people who have most, most of the power. hold on the world's resources. Mm-hmm. The Senate, yeah. the Congress. Well, and Probably like businesses. oil companies. Yeah. And I, I was listening to oh, podcasts the other day. We're doing Politicians the, we're doing who are owned yes, by yes, lobbyists who yeah. are owned by companies big or, corporations, yeah, corporations huge yeah. gigantic but i heard I, I was listening to a podcast that said most one thing that nobody really thinks about is that the u.s military military is actually the worst player mm-hmm. in terms of climate change like hmm. they outdo all the companies combined right which is something nobody says anything about yeah. like well, um, we just consider them a necessary evil I, I or was, necessary whatever we, uh, I don't yeah. definitely, anybody, definitely an evil, evil but one of their giant ships which is constantly running uses as much as 14 million cars in a year wow. which is like that's one of their ships like yeah. fucking crazy that's so much so yeah, i don't know it's i i think most people on both sides of the left right spectrum can agree that we are kind of fucking up the planet but i don't think most people have any control over how we go about right yeah things. i don't think there are the there aren't really levers yeah. i mean the only lever is like lawmaking or even international law you know yeah. things like the paris court you know, but law. i'm also not concerned i and that's that sounds mm. kind of jarring but i also think that it's like with if, if you have an invention any iteration of an invention the first iterations are going to be the worst ones and mm-hmm. so i think of like the industrial revolution and mm-hmm. like coal and all these things brand right. new technology right, to right. us it's the worst version it's the most polluting and then we're naturally transitioning whether people like it or not to solar to Tesla cars, electric cars, all that stuff. Yeah. And I think it'll clean itself up, not out of force because, oh, we need to save the planet, because, but more because solar, pan, solar power is infinite. Electric cars way more convenient sure. than yep. you know, gas power. I, I think it'll level itself out. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see what you're saying. I, I, I think that, the, first place, the argument that's happening right now is that there is a tipping point Mm-hmm. Where we, we can't go back, where we can't go back, and we create an inhabitable yeah. Earth, right? And I honestly, like, 
if the the earth will go on with or without us yeah so there's that right it but, will regenerate yeah. after sure. it'll go it'll will. it's whatever happens in the next stage of life will happen whether mm-hmm. or not we're here but i think I, I i agree with you in some ways in that like this is part of the process yeah and like in some ways there's a little bit of solace in that but i think also you have to accept that the only way that like things will change Put and get better is because it. people are yeah. doing things right yeah. so as much as like it's just a natural occurrence that like we have the activists and the people who fight against it and, and all that yeah. stuff is you need those players in in place and yeah. people need to be those players if there wasn't an elon musk or if there wasn't a you know greta thunberg like there was yeah. then there wouldn't the, be attention it, and there wouldn't be movement the planet is giving us warnings by the extreme weather uh changes we're seeing yeah. before our eyes in my lifetime, this is a drastic change. Uh, the weather, uh, the climate, uh, the extreme weather, hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, wildfires, uh, uh, tsunamis in certain areas of the world. We are seeing it from, uh, because of the climate change and the planet is getting too hot and we, we, yeah. it can't sustain all of us. Mm-hmm. Sure. For what we're doing to it, but also yeah. I'm going to be dead in a little bit. So, I thought you but you will see changes in your lifetime <laughs> that will trying. be. I thought you're going to go to Mars, Tony. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> you're going to see changes in your life as you get older yeah. that will be more jarring than yeah. what I've been experiencing. Yeah. Well, we're also isn't this summer the hottest in history in Spokane? Uh, I think we broke close. a bunch of records. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think yeah. this early, it's it hasn't been this hot yeah. before. Um, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I think things. I'm optimistic in this sense. I think things I'm will work themselves out. Yeah. But it does remind me of the kind of like metaphor in movies. How like how you're saying there always need to be actors on the side of good, right? Because it's like uh, in movies, like in Harry Potter, like we we think we killed the bad guy, he comes back in the next movie. Think we killed him again, and like he inhabits some other version. And I think that's just a metaphor for like evil is always there. And right. it always, you always need somebody to combat it. And yeah. It, it'll, it'll, it's a battle that will never stop. Sure. You know? But I, the, I think the, the realizing that, the, the bad takeaway is to disengage and be like, this yeah. is, it's oh, going to yeah. happen but no matter then, what. But then evil will overtake. Right. You know? So yeah. like you need to, if you see the progress of toward cleaner energy mm-hmm. and cleaning up the, you know, the world and, you know, help keeping it stable. I'm not even saying... Yeah one way or the other, just keeping it stable, you know, at least for us to live on. I mean, again, like there are some people who don't care so much about that, but like, um, if that's what you think is good or a good Mm -hmm. trend, then you have, then you're placing value and saying you're on a certain side. And if you're on a certain side saying that's a good thing, then you should be supporting better, better, you know, moves by the more progressive yeah um, for sure initiatives yes that's why i don't get how anybody could be against elon that saint of a man (laughs) that saint of a man that beautiful human being that we are lucky enough to be great the multi-billionaire um that he uh inhabits with all the other multi-billionaires what would you rather have somebody who is at enacting immense positive change who is wealthy, or would you rather him be like Nikola Tesla, who created, who sure. who advanced human society yeah. so, forward so much and died penniless and broke in his apartment alone? Like, I mean, what would you rather have? Take my Nikola Tesla. Is it, is it is it necessarily a bad thing that Elon's a wealthy man and not no. paying his fair share of taxes? Okay, but, but would you consider but, creating a secondary home for the human race? 
I share Tony, taxes. Tony, Tony's argument is that he's done 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 good for mankind as a whole, regardless of his. For the elite. No, but even of this, but even his, of this country. Think about the his his uh, advancement in clean energy with cars, and he's right. developed solar panels. But how many people can afford those cars? More than ever. But because it will, like, and it will get but more. Upper and tier, it will get and we're talking about extreme upper tier. No, but the, the the most affordable Tesla car is as affordable as any other new car right, on but the not, market. They're not in mass production. They are though. Are they? You, if you want a Tesla car, you can buy right. one. I, I yeah. I've I think, seen one in Charlottesville. I think I see like a bunch just around town. I do think Elon will go down history as an innovator, an inventor, and someone who and a meme master. And sure, <laughs> I mean I don't know if that's what people write in the history books, but but like I think the fact that he's rich will just be a Footnote. point of uh, what biography as opposed mm. to like a like his action yeah. in, in history. And plus, would you rather he, make, he makes moves not based on money, but based on what he thinks he is, wants to do? Yeah, right. And, and what he thinks will better humanity. Yeah, and again, like it's. You don't, we shouldn't trust any one person to better humanity, right? Yeah. That's what. That's but even, we should uh, that, be grateful. I mean, look at fucking solar panel. He created electronic transition of currency. Basically, he created PayPal. Mm -hmm. He created electric cars, uh, solar panels that look like regular uh, uh, roof panels. Uh, it's, he's basically single-handedly creating a second home for the human race. What sure. more do you want from the guy? That's I not a realistic uh, option. What uh, space? Mars? Space? No, oh. it's not. A, that's Come not, on! Don't this get is me the planet. Started, that, Steve. This is the planet that we <laughs> inhabit, and this is the only home that we have. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I, Again, I, well, I think we, having a we, we talked this up. before. If if we can't take care of this one, what makes what makes us think we'll we should not the next one divest our, yeah. our 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 focus or our energies to right. space? We should focus hit here on Earth. But many benefits come from studying and advancing space technologies. I, don't, yeah. I, I, I think the technology for technology's sake is great, but then there's yeah. the application for the broader... But there's a, there's a whole public. quote that Neil deGrasse Tyson likes to throw out, which is like, the, the budget for NASA is like the smallest fraction yeah. of a penny. But the, the return on that is exponential, how much mm -hmm. in terms of what it returns to the economy and the advancements that it makes. So I, I don't see any problem with going to space. And again, what would you rather have? A we can have both. Space, yeah. energy, and exploration, yeah. and a much reduced Pentagon budget. Oh, that's I a, think we can all agree on that. I, no, I don't yeah. know if everybody can agree on that. <laughs> well, I mean, at this table. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 I think yeah, we can all agree yeah, on that. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. And still be safe yeah. Yeah. and secure sure. in our homes. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's very possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, not to just like kibosh that conversation, mm -hmm. but before we get too far or anything like that, I think uh, I, I was, I'm interested in continuing the track and just for my own knowledge of hearing more about your kind of journey in life. Yeah. From you know, when you're born in New York to now, when you're yep. here visiting us from coming from Virginia. Um, but you were saying that you were with your family until you were 22, Two. 22. So you lived in Staten Island until you were 22. We moved back and forth from, oh, okay. from outside of Boston. That's back right. That's to, right. That's right. Back to uh, Staten Island. Okay. So we were a little transient, but not for a long period of time. Um, when his um, contract expired and, we came back and, and he, he um, 
after 40 years, retired from A&P, 40 years, yeah. with a secure pension. Mm-hmm. That was 40 never, years at one job? Yes, with, right. that I, was never rated, yeah. and his pension was never rated at all. Never fluctuated, it just grew. And, and he cashed out? Yes. They didn't try to fuck him no. out of it at the end? Because no. that's a common trend, That's too. not how it w- used to work, I feel like. So oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I just know in the... in like cheesy police movies where he's like I gotta get out of here man I'm six months away from my pension I can't lose uh, yeah, it now yeah, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. well yeah. that's good for drama <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but I'm yeah. sure that that's ha- that, that has happened to countless oh yeah people. oh sure yeah. yeah getting screwed out of which is bullshit cause like let's more say so you, than ever if now. you're at f- a job for 40 years and at the last second they're like ah sorry right you know yeah but I can't imagine doing anything for 40 years that's but I think that's long, another generational thing. That is a yes. generational like, thing. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a generation now. Well, also, there's no stable. There's no company that's stable enough. Yeah. to like really be because like I don't know the companies that are out there these days. Like they're all on them. That their value is based on the stock market, right? So there's not really inherently any value. There's just perspective value in a lot of it. So, and none of the work is I feel like really again gratifying or connecting you to life in any way. Yeah. If anything, it's alienating you from life. And so, where did way. you say he worked again for forty years? Oh, uh, 28 years with UVA oh, Medical father. Center. Oh, oh, my father. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, A&P, what which is, is a supermarket chain that was huge. It was uh, equivalent to Kroger of today. Mm, yeah. Have you heard Kroger? Because that may be mm, yeah. regional as well. That's, uh, uh, over here, yeah, I think yeah. it's called, I think it was Safeway. Kroger. Yeah, Safeway. Well, Safeway. Kroger and something yeah. similar. Yeah. But they have, they have Safeways on the East Coast, though, right? No, not no. not in where I live. Not no. in the southeast. I worked at a key food when I was at in Staten Island, which I had never oh, heard key of. Foods, yeah. Is that a chain? I, I don't. Do you know yeah. if it's a chain? No, it's probably yeah. just some. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I got paid seven dollars an hour. So, uh, wow. <laughs> That's another thing. Isn't New York the lowest minimum wage in the country? Well, believe it or not, I thought Idaho was. But believe oh, it or not, oh yeah, that, that's get this. When I was working at this, it was oh, a very yeah. prestigious uh, nursing home. This was a class above the normal um, uh, nursing home. Uh-huh. Uh, it was clean. You didn't smell urine. W- the, the residents were well taken care of. So the, uh, the administrator, Mr. Demersay, made sure that he paid his employees to keep a very reliant yeah. and secure workforce Make that, that was wild to him job. and the patients. Yeah, right. And I was making seven fifty an hour back in the early, in in your first job paid more than my job ten four, years ago yeah. in seventy four seventy three seventy four. And do you do That's you remember insane. what around what the minimum wage was back then? I have no idea, yeah, but it was be, a lot. Had be a few dollars probably. Yeah, probably like three something. Whatever. Yeah, yeah two fifty. Who knows? Yeah. But but he ensured a a loyal and productive yeah. workforce. Yeah. And he right. was well. Uh, he was. Loved to um, show that uh, to his employees, and we got little perks like uh, part time. We get a uh, fifteen pound turkey uh, on every holiday. Uh, Full time, we get thirty pound. How big was this company again? Uh, It was just a a a very small market uh, uh, nursing home on Staten Island. It was not affiliated. It was not a franchise. It was a personal, it was a private uh, concern. I could not see that turkey situation going down. They'd be like, it's a liability. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I do feel like there's still some of that alive in smaller businesses these days. But I think that, by and large, 
companies treat people as machines, as just cogs of like, mm. if you don't take this job, yeah. then somebody else will come and take the job. Well, I don't. Yeah, I like, don't need to do anything to keep you around because it's like we talked with Amazon. Along. You get fired by an app. Oh, like sure. yeah, yeah, that's like or they don't so even, yeah, or you barely have a contract at all. Get yeah. this: the administrator was hands on. He went to he had his office and he went to work at his uh, at, at at the nursing home, hmm. and he had his um, his. Uh, his uh, his sister was the uh, the head of nursing. Mm-hmm. Oh, what well, nice! Yeah. And so, so they ran a tight ship, but a uh, and they probably cared about yes everything. Yeah. Well, a lot more. I'm just they imagining care about the bottom uh, line. Yeah. What's that? Happy Gilmore. Uh-huh. And his mom's in a nursing home. Like he yells at me uh-huh. when you're not around. <laughs> He's like, Shut up, Grandma! <laughs> yeah. But it was not heavy-handed with his approach to mm-hmm. his, his employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it was a wonderful work environment. Mm. That's great. That I yeah. can um, sort of judge from by uh, with all others that I've worked with. Then why did you why did you leave that? Well, that I person? I was uh, I graduated from college. Oh, okay. Mm. And uh, where did you it, go to college? Uh, actually, uh, College of Staten Island. Oh, okay. Small. And Small. here's an, another question: How much was college at that time for you? Uh, when I started, get uh-huh. this: it was um, it was almost free tuition. I only had to pay a hundred dollar uh, fee uh, per semester. But then it it as I changed curriculums and programs um it ended uh, okay. so so the second year of, of my college uh, experience it stopped uh-huh. but my cousin who was three years older than me had free tuition for his whole four years whoa, whoa. university uh college no it was a, like a yeah. richmond City. college like which a, yeah. was the adjunct to college Staten Island. college Staten was two years uh-huh and Richmond was the uh, the final two years. So it was yeah. like a city college or yeah. community city college, college type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So you graduated, and then you moved to New York City proper? No, I stayed on Staten Island, okay. and uh, I did a lot of different jobs, you know, uh, bouncing around, uh, until I came upon... Um, I, I came back to a, a hospital setting. That was a Staten Island Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a rehab uh, aid, because I wanted to go into uh, res- uh, to physical therapy, mm. and um, so I went back to school, and uh, and I I never did graduate as a uh, I was in the program, but I I just mustered out um, because uh, I was into um, fun fun times yeah. <laughs> good times and uh, <laughs> and that was my focus unfortunately uh-huh. and, uh, a little bit of weed yeah. some yeah. marijuana is that what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh a lot of different dabble into a lot of areas of uh, of uh, mind altering <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. products but uh, but I enjoyed my stay there and I I, I met mentors who um, helped me get into uh into school now this is i love unions for this for many reasons but i went to school to uh, nyu new york university mm-hmm. uh for the respiratory therapy program uh 
and I was uh, totally tuition-free uh, scholarship. I oh. earned a scholarship through the union, eleven ninety-nine, and I didn't pay. And they paid for. I had my own residence at the time. Through the union that, with your work. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. Uh, is that a thing? Yeah, that, that was a, a that was a benefit still to this day huh. from eleven ninety-nine in New huh. York. It's a very solid union. Still there. In fact, I'm getting a. A pension from 1199 for my years of service wow. to different hospitals. Uh, even as a respiratory therapist, I uh, had a 1199 um, hospital. And but but getting back to that, I total total free tuition. They paid my for my books and they paid for my uh, for my rent. I wow. was paid two hundred dollars <laughs> every two weeks. Wait, uh, on, on top, top of, of like, on top, on top of, of free being, tuition, just for yes. would the two hundred was for the rent or for your for my for my uh, expenses for for living expenses. Wow, what the that's crazy fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> I love the unions for that. They gave me my career versus okay. today, which we were talking about. Like, if you die, you're you're whoever is proceed goes after you. They they hold on to your debt. And they got to pay yeah. your debt now. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? No debt. So I Student never debt. realized how lucky I was that yeah, I graduated from a very prestigious uh, yeah, university yeah. school. Whoa. And I wonder what the tuition cost Yes. Now. But, but I, I took it for granted. Uh, probably instead, I bet it's like 50000 oh, Easy, yeah. easy. A, 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 a year? That would be a semester. Tony, that would be a semester. No. In New York? Oof. 50, I mean, NYU grand, is a pretty prestigious school. And that I didn't inherit a student debt? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I and I feel like even student debt back then was maybe not as bad as it is now. But I, I was literally advised in high school by my advisor. He just said to me, because I was, like, worried about student debt when I was going to college. He was like, that's just what people have. He was like, I'm still paying off my student debt. That's just kind of how it is. And it was worth it. I don't know. That was kind of the vibe I got. And it was just like, who was this? Uh, Mystery Bar. I love Mystery Bar. He was great. Uh, he kind of cal- he calmed my fears about it, but like, so he it was very. But he made you drink the Kool Aid. But what I think I'm that, I think the idea was just that like it's the path to go if you want an education. Like if you want an education, like student debt is part of it. It's very much like integral. I'm okay. Thank right. You. No, no. And I'm very, I'm honestly, I, I, yeah. I'm jealous of a lot of my peers who don't have that burden, who are living very similar lives to what I'm living. And I feel my life is very fulfilling to yeah. me. Yeah. Right. I don't feel like I'm successful in any of the metrics that you might say yeah. people are successful, but I feel very fulfilling and like I have a rich life that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then going to school was great. I got out and like experienced the world and met people and I'm very happy mm-hmm. with where I am. But um, now I just have this burden this rock on my yeah. back for not sure. not even just financially but mentally what that does it's like i owe yeah. some i owe some random person thirty thousand dollars for not me. even a per it's just like <laughs> it, and then my debt gets sold and traded around so I, i've yeah. had a couple different debt companies that i, I owe the money to and it's just yeah it's just weird it's a little weird yeah. um you like, wrap it up? yeah um is there anything else you want to say well while that's you're on, my while you're here experiences and you're on here? as I mean, a boomer yeah, uh, which is vastly different from everyone else. Yeah, at this table. Yeah, yeah. No, how do you, how do you feel like our society is doing these days? Seeing seeing folks and do you feel as I feel like everybody's having this moment of like it's just all this is the so worst shit. it's ever been. Like the the country is literally like yeah. about to collapse, and it's well, never been this bad before. Most definitely, uh, we're moving towards an authoritative 
uh, regime uh, that is being embraced by 40% of the population, which is astounding to me. Mm-hmm. That is what is astounding mm-hmm. and fearful to me. Yeah. But this is different than any and other... Where democracy is, is other, being challenged yeah. at its core. Hmm. That scares yeah. the shit out of me. Huh. There's no nothing in the past that's like, oh, this was just the, as bad as when... I don't know, Reagan or Nixon or somebody no, else. No, no, this is a hundred times worse <laughs> Not to than like. Nixon or any Please say something that'll Reagan. let me sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think there's always a crisis going on. That's, but again, no, like, no I, this, I, this I, is I, amped I, up. I've this is on lived, steroids. Yeah. This is fear mongering on steroids yeah. that has captured people uh, like sheep yeah. being herded to, uh, and also by social media, Facebook, right. uh, Twitter. I do feel like technology has made yes. it much worse. And again, like we were talking about before. It's also just, it's, it's, it's ignited. Social right. media the is flame. also putting it in your face so much. Right. We're again, talking about like, it's trying to get all your time and attention. Like they, their algorithms work to like in, enhance engagement, which, yeah. which means a negative engagement. Yeah. And it's know, created like, the outliers who were uh, living under rocks. They have banded together and made this incredible political block. Right, which is crazy. Well, so not to on a terrible note, <laughs> I just wanted a little perspective yeah. for, for, for myself and everything else and that you get whatever you want yeah. to say. Out. But um, thanks for coming on. Oh, and I enjoyed it. It's fun hanging out this week. But you had more time. I, yeah. We could, we could go on and on, of course. Of I course, did of course. stammer a lot, so, but um, no, you good. That was uh, great. It's and lose my track uh, train of thought. But uh, <laughs> thanks to everybody who may or may not be watching, yeah. and even if you're not watching, thank you. Damn. And <laughs> thanks for coming on again, Tony. Yeah. And thanks for being here, yeah. Alex. Yeah. And thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to me. Uh, and uh, cue music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun.